Good morning. It's November 30th. And to wrap up this month, because I've talked about a lot of different things like, you know, being thankful for your bless, uh, whatever blessings you have in life and gratitude and kind of talked on, on grief for a little bit because we had a pretty shitty month here. Um, I thought I would wrap it up with talking about coping skills only because I was at work yesterday and I hadn't been at work all month because of like, you know, we had a couple deaths and hospitalizations and the whole reactivation of my mono. It's just been a little weird this month. And so when I went to work yesterday, I was, you know, just listening to my coworkers tell these terrible, terribly sad stories about, you know, the deaths they've dealt with in the past month at work and, you know, the cases of COVID rising and, you know, how they're all trying to like, most of them, you know, do their best and not go out and see other people. Like there's always one or two people that are like, oh no, we went and traveled and did this. And I'm like, oh, okay. But, um, you know, just how stressful it had been at work. And a couple people have said, because I'm PRN, they're like, yeah, I could use for some time off. Like I'm getting really stressed out and need some time off. And so I'd asked everybody, because in the morning we weren't busy yet. And I said, oh, what do you all do for stress relief? Like, you know, what do you do when things get you stressed out? What's your coping skill? <clears throat> um, one of my coworkers said denial. Like she's kind of, you know, it's just not happening. I mean, some people are really good at that, by the way. Um, I said, well, mine's distraction. You know, if something terrible is going on, I like to just lose myself into a book. You know, read the pages of like... You know, I guess somebody would say it's cheesy, but like I like romance novels because, you know, sometimes there's like a hurdle they have to overcome. They change as people and usually there's a happily ever after. And it's nice to escape into a world where things are perfect. I mean, of course, why wouldn't it be? And distraction also in the form of like, you know, watching movies or, you know, TV shows. And that's kind of what I do. Um, Another, a couple both a guy and a gal, a couple told me they just push it down. They just basically just ignore it and don't deal with the stressors, which I'm like, oh my fucking God. Like, I was like, you can't, you can't do that. I said, it's going to just fester in you and it'll be horrible. And they were like, yeah, I know. Like, you know, but they just were like, this is just what I do. I just push it down. Another person told me that they clean and I've actually heard a couple people in this past month tell me their stress reduction is cleaning. And I'm like, fuck, come over my house. Like if you're really stressed out, just come to my house. You'll be like put to work for days because I am not, it's just, it's not even just me. It's everybody in this house. None of us like to keep house. We just don't. Um, I mean, we clean, we do chores every day, like your laundry, your dishes, what have you. But like, you know, when these people are saying they clean, they're telling me they're like clean their baseboards. They're like scrubbing and sweeping and mopping and like, you know, just dusting. I, I mean, I dust when I see a layer of dust. I'm like, oh shit, I probably should like wipe that up. Or, you know, if the kids and I are like doing our chores. I'm like, oh yeah, we probably need to clean that table off. I don't know if anybody else's coffee table in their house just is like a table to set more shit on. But anyways, so cleaning, cleaning was their coping skill along with swearing I said, oh yeah, I do that. I definitely, I mean, I swear in daily normal life. So when I'm stressed, I absolutely sound like I have, um, you know, Tourette's, which is coprolalia, by the way, that's the swearing thing. And you know, it's actually a small percentage of people with Tourette's that have it, but I know it's always in the movies, you know, and it's like a funny haha joke. But anyways, I only know this because one of my children has some mild Tourette's and the swearing thing isn't, it's just not a thing. So back to coping skills, 
Oh, uh, what was the other one that somebody had? Oh, and then somebody had mentioned that they cry. They said, you know, if it's like an emotional thing or something with their kids that's stressing them out, they cry. And I'm like, oh yeah, I do that too. You know, I, I scream, I yell, I cry. And then I start thinking about how our poor, abysmal health insurance of this country. Like, I don't know why more of us aren't rioting in the streets about this. Like, you know what I mean? Like we, especially us in healthcare, like we all pay like hundreds of dollars a month for family insurance. And then on top of that, hundreds of dollars a month that gets taken out of your pay that you work for to pay for insurance, you still have to pay depending on what medications are covered. I mean, some families, maybe you're all lucky. Maybe you're all super healthy and you just pay your, I don't know, four or $500 a month for insurance and you don't have to have any medications, but we are a family of tons of fucking medications and inhalers are like $60, you know, if you need it for the month. And like, I'm just telling you, it can add up to hundreds of dollars a month on top of the hundreds of dollars I pay for insurance a month or my husband rather this time. And then if you need to see a specialist, like maybe I need a fucking therapist. It was $120 a visit. So let's just say you need to go weekly. You're almost at $500, $480 a month, plus your four to 500 you're paying, plus your hundred, I mean, you're looking at $1,500 a month just to pay for insurance and things you need. And it could be more. I know people that it costs more. And I don't know why we're not riding that we are fucking in healthcare. Why aren't we pushing for everybody just to have medicine where we don't have to pay these co-pays and everybody, oh, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. I mean, I know people where it does fucking work in the countries they live in, Canada and England. Like, there are people that I know that are like, yes, this is a wonderful thing. I had, you know, oh, there was like a great TikTok thing that talks about how much did it cost you to have your baby. And somebody was like, um, it just cost the parking garage, like the $8 I had to pay for my car to be there for a day. Like, that's what it cost to have a baby. And other people are like, oh, no, I live in the United States. I actually had a stillborn and they... You know, I got charged for skin to skin contact for holding my dead baby. Like, yeah, like we need to fucking revamp some healthcare things, but that's a whole rant that, you know, it's not about that today, but I'm just saying, I don't understand people who are so opposed to paying their taxes. So every single one of us can have insurance and we don't have to have this abysmal mental health care in this society. Just people don't want to do it. I don't get why. Like I know how much we pay out a month for health care and fuck. Yeah. Like they actually did like the numbers where it's like, if I had more taxes taken out, it wouldn't be $1,500 a month in taxes. It would be less than that for me to have all this. So yeah, I'm for it. But I can see how people that are like very all about them, you know, well, I don't, I just pay 500 a month. If I pay taxes, I might have to pay like, you know, $600 a month and that's losing me a hundred. But for the majority, it's just, it's again, like if it doesn't affect you and you don't have chronic illness in your house, it's easy. I think to be like, we don't need this. Just pay for what you need. That's that whole, like, individual mentality over the, like, whole society. It's just weird for me, but whatever. So, uh, what other coping skills do we have? There's, like, distraction, denial, shoving it down so it can fester and rot, crying, swearing, cleaning. Oh, yes. What I started out with was, what are your guys' coping skills? And if any of you fuckers say exercise, I'm going to murder you. And then, you know, the one employee said, yeah, you know, she's like, I, I do. I do sometimes enjoy exercising because I feel good afterwards. And I'll give you that. I get it. Because, like, you know, when I went to jujitsu, I felt good afterwards. And a lot of people at jujitsu told me, this is my stress relief. This is where I come to feel better about myself because I'm actively doing something. There's a camaraderie here with people cheering you on. I mean, I was like one of the biggest and oldest women in jujitsu. And to have people be like, come on, Dana, you could do it. You know, five more push-ups, you know, and like it does. It fucking felt good. And I felt strong. So I do understand how exercise makes you feel good. It's just the like getting up and starting it. That's the hard part for most of us. Like, I don't know, like the people that run five miles a day, 10 miles a day, like 
I, I know some of them look forward to it. Like they're like, I need, and then sometimes they're honest. They're like, I didn't want to fucking do my run. I got up and it was raining and I didn't want to go, but I did. And I'm glad I did. So I think it's just like knowing that that feeling will come after maybe just to push through that. I don't want to fucking do it because when I do the running app every year, I don't want to do it. I hate running. I hate it, but I know I feel better after. So I know exercise has a place. And by the way, all these coping skills are in no way, in no way saying you don't need medication. I really hate that. I really, really hate that. And even in healthcare, I meet plenty of nurses and doctors who just, you know, they don't like talking about, you know, oh, medication, you know, it's like, are you eating well? Are you, you know, exercising? Are you getting enough sun? Are you using other coping skills? Because medication's a last resort. And I'm like, we, we, I mean, we don't tell people that. Like, if you have like, you know, oh, you have a blood clot in your lungs. Like, have you tried exercise? Have you tried to like talk to a therapist about maybe, can you really focus on trying to dissolve the blood clot with your mind? Like, no, we fucking put them on like heparin, you know, like we give them a medicine to break up the blood clot. Like, I don't understand why with mental health, we're always like, did you try these 15 things before you try medicine to help with your serotonin levels in your brain? Have you like, and I also do also, you know, yes. Yes, eating well and exercise will help you overall. But again, it's like, let's not discount meds and just be like, it's the last resort. Because sometimes people spend years doing everything people without medical degrees tell them they should do because it helped them. And they spend their lives miserable until they finally fucking break and like, yes, I need a pill. And then they get the pill and it's like, oh, like, you know, like the fucking heavens are singing down on them. And they're like, wow, like I could have had this life goddamn 10 years ago if I didn't listen to misinformed, uneducated people who did not have medical degrees. Like I fucking should have just did this from the get go. I can say speaking from personal experience with ADD, nobody knew. I mean, it was like the eighties. I just got in trouble all the time for like talking out of turn and disrupting class. And I did daydream a lot. I still do. And, uh, it wasn't until like I had a child that the teachers were telling me about it. And I was at the time, it was like preschool three or four. And I was, you know, being told that, you know, my kid was unruly in class. And I'm like, I was in nursing school. And I'm like, well, actually, I'm like kids three, four, five, six years old, those classic ADD or ADHD, like symptoms, that's normal for their age group, like three, four, five, six years old, they are. It's only when it they get older, if that's still there. And if it affects more than one area of their life, you know, so I was like, I don't think my kid has this. And, you know, it was probably when he was like eight or nine, I finally took him to a neurologist. And then, yeah, they were like, oh, he, yeah, he has, you know, and then they're like watching me tap my foot and interrupt her a hundred times. And she's like, mm, yeah, like I, I could see where he probably gets this from. And then, you know, my oldest was also diagnosed with mild Tourette's for the neurologist. And then it kind of prompted me in my twenties to go to the doctors and get a diagnosis. And once I got on medication, it was a huge difference and all those years that like I just felt like I wasn't good enough and there was something wrong with me you know and if I would just try really hard I wouldn't have this problem and I just I mean undiagnosed and untreated ADHD causes depression and anxiety and it's just a whole slew of issues that I'm such a proponent of taking medicine but at the same time (laughs) but at the same time because of the society and the culture we live in I feel like I don't need it all the time and I do I do need it all the time, but like, I won't take it when I don't go to work. Cause I'm like, nobody's life's on the line when I'm home with the kids. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, like I go to work, people are dying or, you know, are dead. And then I got to like, you know, what meds do they need? I got to be on the fucking ball. Are they an SVT? Let's go grab the adenosine. Like, I need to know that stuff. 
and I can't be like daydreaming, you know, so I take it for work, but I definitely do not take it every day like I'm supposed to. And that's probably why I'm a little bit of a mess half the time. I mean, I have set fires in my house several times over the years for forgetting I was cooking and leaving, coming home to like a small fire on the stove. So yeah, I definitely need to take it. So hear me talk about the importance of medications and then how I don't even take care of myself. But December's coming up and that is what I'm going to work on. I'm going to try to take my pills every day. I'm going to try to really do some of those coping skills and work on things. Maybe try some meditation. I suck at that so bad, but I guess what I'm going to talk about for all of you today, kind of the takeaway is think about what coping skills you use to deal with stress, especially all my healthcare people, because like I said, I haven't been to work except for one day in November and everybody was just telling me how terrible it's been and how stressed they are. And these people have stress in their own home lives and they're at work dealing with stress. Like we're all human. We can only take so much before we break. It's not a sign of weakness. It's just we are designed to just take so much until we fucking snap. That's just every fucking human. So think about what coping skills, you know, maybe the ones I've mentioned you can try. Um, you know, maybe uh, journaling is a good one too. I know to write things down. Sometimes I'm so angry and like, you know, maybe you don't want to speak in anger to somebody that's bothering you. You know, you fucking piece of shit. I fucking hate you. You know, like maybe you don't want to do that because then when you calm down later, you're like, okay, you know, they were going through something. They were having a rough time. Maybe I didn't need to like call them a piece of shit. But if you write it down, they'll never know. <laughs> you can just like write it down and then later maybe be like, okay, I could tear that page out and throw it away because, you know, I was just angry for a moment. So journaling can be good for people. Uh, talking to myself, which I know probably might send alarm bells through some people hearing that, but like it does. Sometimes I talk to myself on the drive home singing. I sing out loud with the radio. Um, I actually remember talking to my therapist when I could afford to go to one. This was a while back different insurances. And I was able to afford, it was like a $12 copay with, I can't even remember what insurance we had at back then, but it was decent. I think it's because I met my deductible that year and the rest of the visits were like $12 when I finally started seeing her in the fall. I think that's what it was like, or I'd met most of my deductible or whatever. So it was like, I only had to pay her 12 bucks. Anyways, she said I had a lot of good coping skills already and that it was just putting, putting them into practice. And it kind of reminds me of like how we're all so busy in this capitalistic society. You know, it's go, 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 go. And like, we don't take the time to give ourselves self-care. We don't take the time to like, you know, have a nice cup of tea or coffee in the morning and maybe read a book before we start our day. Like we're like rolling out of bed, taking a shower, getting our work clothes on and taking off out the door. And maybe I'll grab a quick coffee through the drive-thru. And then we do our busy day at work and then we get home and it's shuffling around the kids and homework and you know, let me make dinner and let me try to get to my extracurriculars or exercise and then maybe fall into bed exhausted at 10 or so. So that's the part that might be hard. And maybe we can work on that next month of like, how do we make the time? I really hate when like I read articles, it's like, wake up an hour early. I'm like, I fucking do. Like I wake up at 4.30 in the morning usually. It's just so I can have time before work to decompress, if you will. Like I, you know, I don't even start getting dressed or showered to like 5.30 or sometimes 6 but that 4.30 till then, I'm just like, you know, reading a book or I'm watching like a funny TV show in the morning, like The Office on Netflix or something, just to kind of, that's my downtime in the mornings when I work. But yeah, being home and homeschooling and stuff, there's not a lot of time for me usually. The kids are currently sleeping. That's why I'm able to do this podcast. But once they wake up, 
I think that I really need to focus on teaching them self-care as well, because I don't think we ever get that in school. I went to public school. They didn't ever, they might've talked about it like in health class for like a day. You know what I mean? Nobody ever was like, oh, here's some coping skills. Here's some examples of how to use them. And here's how you implement them into your daily life. Like we don't talk about that. And I think I see a lot of injured adults trying to figure out how the fuck to take care of themselves. And we don't even know. And sometimes we just get into that really shitty codependency thing where we hope that a partner will take care of all of our needs. And I do. I think I could stress my husband out. I mean, he won't say it probably, but like, I feel like sometimes I expect him to like take care of me and, you know, he wants me to take care of him. And then like, and you are, I mean, ideally you're both supposed to take care of each other. But I think that like a big thing that we forget is we need to learn how to take care of ourselves you know, we can't put that onto somebody else. We need to eat better. We need to exercise. We need to get our sleep in. And we need to learn to say no to people. We need to say no. We can't do this. And sometimes it really sucks because some of us find that we like feeling needed. Or maybe we feel like our only value to other people is what we can give them and what we can offer them. And here's my listening ear. Here's some food I made. I have some money I can give to you, you know, like that's the way you need me. And then I feel valued. And I think we need to like, there's so many branches that can go off into. I think we need to like, do we need to feel valued by certain people? Are they bringing anything to us or are they just taking from us? And I think sometimes we're like, well, they're family. Like I want them to like me, but I don't know. I've got some shitty family, dude. Like I don't need them to like me. I don't like them. I don't need them to like me. I need to like me. And there are some days that I don't like myself. So it's just, you know, it's just something to think about for the wrapping up this month and, you know, exercises we can do, you know, you count your blessings every day, you know, some coping skills we need to work on and just really taking care of our mind and our body. And like I said, I think that especially caregivers, any person in like the healthcare profession, we are so geared to take care of others and we literally put ourselves last. We do. I mean, I just know this from talking to my coworkers and they are excellent caregivers. You know, I listen to them talk about how they take care of their kids or how they take care of their partner. And I rarely hear them talk about how they take care of themselves. So that's the takeaway today. Just coping skills and make some time for yourself. And yeah, we got to figure out how to make time for ourselves. I think that's, that's my personal struggle. How do you all make time to fit in these coping skills to live your daily life? Like, how do you do it? And I don't want it to feel crammed, you know, like I just get five minutes in the morning. I just five minutes to meditate. Like, I, I don't know. We need more than minutes. We do. I mean, we could start with it. We could start with just a couple minutes for ourselves. And then we got to build on that and we got to make ourselves a priority. So take care all the essential and frontline workers. I'm picking up more hours at my own job, but I'm not picking up a lot. Like I'm, I'm picking up what I need to to make the hours I need to, to pay the bills I need to, but I'm not doing more than that because right now I'm focusing on my mental health this month and just trying to get through it. So I hope everybody stays safe out there. Use some of the coping skills I mentioned and make time for yourselves. Oh, and because it's me, masturbation is also a coping skill. So there's that. And I did talk about how I might go into it more next month with toys and things for Christmas and, you know, sex live stuff. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see where next month takes me. I might just be still talking about self-care, which I've mentioned in August. And I mentioned and I've mentioned it here and there on different months podcasts. But um, 
especially during a pandemic, I kind of feel like it would be kitschy to just joke around and talk about sex for a month. I feel like I need to talk about better things. Not that that's not a good thing, but just better self-care things.